Welcome to the Black Delegates Podcast. Today's date is April the 22nd, 2018. Uh, I'm your host, the Black Ryan. I'm here with the usuals, G. What up, G? What up, what up? The box wine poppy himself, Paul. What up, Paul? Howdy, fellas. Howdy, fellas. Uh, <laughs> you about to get kicked off 30 seconds in. And Ghetto Phenom, what's good, man? What's good with it? All right, so everybody made it back for another week, man. Hopefully y'all had a good week. But uh, it's always good to check in with y'all and see what y'all been up to. So let's start with um, Paul. How was your week in pretend whiteness? My week was absolute (laughs) trash, man. Absolute trash. Nothing but uh, sick kids and and work. That's it. So you can move on from me pretty quickly. I'll just say that I do enjoy coming on the show because uh, every week I find and find how uh, how how trash i am and how how i might be slowly becoming all right <laughs> every time i have this conversation every time I, every, every time i listen back to the podcast i listen to I, I think like i'm woke and then i listen to the podcast and i'm like man i'm trash <laughs> so, so i think this is just a long con on me to eventually figure out this whole podcast is just a basically a long con figured out like yeah, Paul is trash. Paul, yeah, Paul's All not right. deserving so, of any any spot on the black delegation. So I am going to I... submit you with the nickname Alt Right Paul. Alt Right Poppy. Yeah, totally cool. Alt Right Poppy. That's even better. That's totally cool. Just don't make that the, the, the title of the show. This time, every time I look at the, every, I, it's I, I, always like, you. <laughs> it's always me. Every week, I look, I look, I see the thing. If like the other night, I was literally in my bed and the thing popped up on my phone. I looked down at it. <laughs> had box one poppy and so i'm just they're like cracking up laughing <laughs> so. yo I, I told one of my co-workers he uh started a podcast recently and i told him about our podcast or whatever and he listened to it and so uh i just got a random text one day and it just said paul <laughs> so i knew he was listening to episode one. Oh, those are the worst ones they don't listen to new ones don't listen to old ones they all good Jeez, man okay. all of them as a matter of fact, we made better. a mistake, and so this is episode 11, so we're going to put that out there right now, so I don't forget. But anyway, how was your week, G? Uh, it was pretty uneventful. Uh, I must say, uh, the school year is wrapping down, and it's the last month of school, and uh, this past week, I was probably late every day, and I took one day <laughs> off. <laughs> So, yeah, it's getting real black for me. Have we ever said what your occupation is on this show, G? I don't think we have. We have alluded to it. He works in education. Okay. You know, that's really all people need to know. Okay. Didn't yeah, want to leave that out. One day off the off the podcast, we, I, I need to know what goes down the lounge. That's all I'm going to say. I just need to know what really goes down the lounge. <laughs> hey, man, I learned by my third year, uh, you don't go in, men don't go in the lounge. It's like a wow. it's like a stop through. You just swing through that, grab some out the refrigerator, and get right back out. Okay, all right. And how was your week, Phenom? Man, my week in blackness was was pretty good. It's pretty black. Uh, I think I will share with you a story about going to the car dealership. So. Had to go and just get an oil change. And whenever I got my vehicle, you know, they quote unquote threw in the little maintenance package. So, you know, I go in and get my oil change for free. I know I paid for it up front, basically. Um, But, 
saves me the hassle of having to try to go to Jiffy Lube and wait in line or whatever. So I just go to the dealership. Wait's a nice dealership. Boom, boom. Baller. So, Ryan, from what you have told me about your job, I think my car dealer <laughs> is in that vicinity. Okay. I don't think it's as far south as your job, but it's, it's in that vicinity. And so I went there, and, um, you know, like I said, it's a real nice dealership. Got a little TV, a lounge. They got little fruits and snacks and coffees and stuff while you wait. And so I go in, and I see this black dude, you know, sitting. He's kind of on the phone or whatever, so I just give him a little head nod or whatever, and I go sit down. I'm watching TV, and there's two young white girls, probably like, eight or nine years old and they're watching you know a kid show on the television or whatever their parents car shopping or doing whatever and so I'm just chilling you know on my phone just kind of watching whatever show they got on TV so whenever they left you know they asked me they said hey you know do you want us to turn off the TV or you want us to change the channel or keep it on here or whatever and I'm like oh you could just just keep it on there I said I'll come and change it or whatever so they're like okay you know little nice girls or whatever so after they left, I went, changed the TV on something else, and the black dude got off the phone. And he came over, and he's like, yo, man, he was like, um, he's like, yeah, you know, those, those little white girls, he's like, before you got here, you know, they were just talking to me, having a conversation, you know, they just, you know, chopping it up with me. And he was like, I'm not used to that. He was like, especially in St. Louis, you know, where it's so segregated and it's a lot of racial animosity, especially in that part of town, you know, he just what wasn't used to the girls being so comfortable talking to him just off the flip or whatever. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, so we have a little conversation about that. And then immediately after that conversation, he tells me, he's like, what kind of car you got? I told him, he's like, yeah, I got a, um, I got a Ford, uh, what is a car? It's the little wagon that they got. I just forgot the name of it that quick. Um, anyway, he tells me what kind of car he has, and he says he's a Uber driver or whatever, and I'm like, oh, do you like the car? He's like, yeah, man, I love it, man. You know, uh, man, I love this car. It's so spacious. You know, you could put the seat all the way back, and you could have you a little chick, you know, <laughs> doing her thing in front of you with her hand on the steering wheel, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so like, what? we that cool already to where we just met, and you telling me about your sexcapades in your Ford vehicle, so conversation went there he just telling me all his business about chicks that he had in his whip and how great it is and suggesting that i should buy one um, <laughs> so <that> purpose <laughs> that, right that was my week in blackness just that this brother felt so bonded by seeing another black face in this dealership that he just told me all his business i'm telling you man if that dude at target had stopped to say anything to me that day i probably would have had some personal conversation with him too that's how it is out there man it's rough <laughs> It's rough, it's rough. All right, good to hear that your week went well. Yeah, yeah, what about you? All right, so my week has been pretty black. Y'all know the NBA playoffs have started, so I am yeah. in an NBA game at least one a day every day. Yeah. Uh, I know G in there with me, so I'm watching a lot of games. You know, the NBA playoffs take up a lot of your time, so I'm yes. pretty much – I used to back in the day. I would I would uh, turn off Netflix. I would turn off my my uh, HBO. I would put my cable down to basic 
when the NBA season came on, so that way I could make sure I, I wasn't wasting no money and just get the league pass and roll with it. But, uh, yeah, a lot of games. And uh, the other day I was at the post office. This is unrelated to basketball, though. And y'all know they got the little guys that come up or, or ladies that come up and they want to poll, uh, ask you a question about, you know, would you sign this poll or uh, not a poll, but would you um, sign this petition? petition? Petition. Yeah, sorry. Right, right. Would you sign this petition? And little dude came up and I was planning on blowing them off because I had just, uh, I did the poll. Or I talked to a lady about a poll before. She had one about banning cigarettes, but not banning marijuana, which I thought was kind of funny. But, um, you know, I had already talked to the lady about that, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get involved in that, and I didn't want to sign that one. But he came up, and I was like, yeah, what you got? Because I already signed the, or I already, well, I usually tell him I signed, that way they leave me alone. It's like, oh, yeah, I already signed this one, I already signed this one, so, and he's like, oh, no, that's not the one I got. And I was like, man, I said, well, what you got? And he said, well, let me tell you, brother, he's like, they trying to, they trying to get, uh, we trying to get people to sign this petition because they want to take down the uh, uh, black history statues and artifacts that we have, you know, in, in Missouri. And I was like, for real? I was like, okay. And then I was like, uh, let me let me read what you got. Because I thought maybe dude was just reading the paper wrong, which it can always be uh, misinterpreted. So I read the a piece and it was basically saying, you know, that they didn't want people taking down historical monuments, et cetera, et cetera. And I told him, I said, you know, man, while you're telling people that they're taking black people stuff down, you know, this is used to keep the white Confederate stuff up. Right. <laughs> so exactly. I was like, I just need you to know that, man, because I was like, you going out here telling black people this. We probably all signing this document without reading it. And I was like, man, that's not the case. And I was like, if if we have, I said, first of all, I don't think we really got that much stuff that would be taken down because it's not offensive to nobody. But I said, the things that are offensive that we're trying to take down, if we sign this document, we would therefore forfeit that. And so I had a long conversation with the dude in front of the post office, probably about 15, 20 minutes. Real smart dude. But um, he was he was misguided, I guess. Not smart enough. Dude yeah, was, yeah. Man, dude was like, hey, man, I'm just trying to make a buck. <laughs> but he wasn't like that. Some of them, they are like that. They just out there to get some money. But this dude was serious because he was he was pretty much like, man, you need to stay woke, man. They trying to they trying to exercise of history, man. They trying to do this. They trying to that. I was like, hold on, man. I was like, that's not what this is, you know. And I went back and forth with him, and I was wondering what he told the white people that he went to after he left me because he went over to two white ladies. And I was like, I know you didn't tell them that they were trying to take down black monuments. So what did you tell them? He probably told him, he probably told him to sign the petition to take down black women. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. The, the Ozzy Smith statue, get it out of here. Yeah. All y'all people out there, man, when they, they hit you up about these petitions, please read the top of it. Think about it before read. you start signing because people just be saying whatever they want to say. I guarantee I, that's not the spiel they told him at the petition place. I never signed none of that stuff. I'm just like Man, I never. I'm just like keep it moving. I, I'll, I'll, I'll sign them if it's worth signing. I've never seen a petition outside of my post office ever, at least not in any states I've lived in. Not that I go to the post office that often, but maybe that's well. A, they be everywhere, man. Thing. I've I've encountered them at the like the, at a thrift store, the grocery store. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I see them at different places where I'm at. I uh, so one was at Aldi's, the last one I saw. So I was just at the grocery store. Yeah, now yeah, I, I do. I do remember at the grocery store. store. I see. Yeah, I do remember one in the grocery store when they tried to switch over from a uh, like beer sale, you know, alcohol sales in the grocery stores. Remember that? And was they a big deal. they never come inside. It's always something they got to get you in the parking lot. Right. It's right. kind of that. Right. Yeah. 
But anyway, misguided that, man. Yeah, that was my week, so I was able to uh, put on my stay woke sticker and, and, and keep it moving. <laughs> Hopefully, that dude listened to me, but I doubt it. He he was pretty much like, and I was like, man, I ain't signing that, but he he wanted to keep going with it. So, speaking of uh, a racial bias. So uh, we go from uh, a, a trick to get us to sign the Keep Up Confederate stuff to Starbucks trying to right their wrongs. Uh, we know we had the Starbucks fiasco last week. They arrested the two black dudes, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know all the details. It's been all over the news this week. And so the CEO followed it up by saying they were going to close uh, quite a few Starbucks stores on one day and one day only so that they can get in some racial uh, bias training. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting uh, way of handling it by the CEO. Yeah, that was a good PR move. Yeah, definitely a PR stunt. But I, personally, I don't think it's ne- ne- needed. It, uh, it, it seems like just a lot. But it's a, it's a good PR move. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. Oh no, you sound like you're wrestling with alt right poppy. <laughs> alt right poppy is coming out again. I, I, I just don't know if it's net. I mean, like eight, you know, eight hundred stores every single. Pro- I mean, eight thousand. Eight thousand. Yeah, that's even worse. That's even worse. That's even crazy. I mean, like I, I, I see the need for to train for certain people, but like, what are you gonna do? You can have all your black people in this. In this, there's there's plenty of black employees that work at Starbucks. Like, so now they gotta sit in this training to 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 learn how to treat themselves. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think every single every single employee should should be in there, necessarily doing that. I. I, I I think for certain people, especially the the lady who whoever called these cops, which was read more about the story, sound like I read the the two guys their interview and they said basically they were in the store for two minutes, two minutes, went to use the restroom, told you had to buy something. I guess they didn't want to buy something; they just want to wait for their friend, which technically not you know kind of outside the rules, but you know man, but whatever. You got to give them more than two minutes, man. If they ain't bought nothing in two minutes, you can't you can't call the cops in two minutes. That's just you got to get up out of here. You got to get fired for that. The response time. The response time for the cops was extra quick. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's downtown. It's that's downtown Philadelphia. I guarantee. I mean, City Hall is right around the corner from where that that's this Starbucks is at. So I guarantee this the, the, the police department or the precinct wasn't very far from that either. So I mean, yeah, that makes was, sense. But just it was on their way to get I think I think the Starbucks bungled the initial response to it, but. You know, later on, I think. I mean, at least at least it looks good on paper. Hopefully, it's done enough. I mean, I guess the CEO met with the two guys, or is planning on meeting with the two guys. Yeah, he met with them. Yeah. So these, I mean, I think they've they've tried to get it right uh, on the back end of this. I, I, the training, I guess, it's good. I just don't know. Like, do you really need to shut down eight thousand stores to have this training? All these people, like, it. You know, there's so many Starbucks stores. Do you need it for every single for all these people when? Probably a lot of our black are they really need to train their black employees on this stuff. Well, I just don't know. Here's the thing, um, like you said, alt right poppy strikes again. <laughs> I personally, I feel like the response was adequate. It is above and beyond what I expected because I don't think that many companies or corporations would have done that. Uh, so I do commend Starbucks for sitting here and saying, "Hey, we're going to take this hit. You shut down 8,000 stores in one day. That's a lot of money lost." So they're going to take this financial hit. I do think it was partially a PR, you know, deal oh, to where yeah. they know, hey, we're trying to protect our stock. We're trying to protect our customers, yada, yada. But I think that's something that is important. And you talk about, like, the biases. You say it's a lot of black people there. Do they really need to sit into this? Well, black people have 
biases as well. We have unconscious biases as well. And uh, when I was playing basketball, my group this week, we kind of talked about that. And people were saying the same thing. No, you know, got to fire him, got to get him out of there. These people are biased, blah, blah. And then a guy asked a question. He's like, well, what if you were a Starbucks manager and some, you know, Muslims or Islamic people came in and they had on, you know, the the head garments and things like that. And they're like, oh, well, I wouldn't kick them out. I wouldn't call the cops, but I'm going to watch them closely, you know. And so mm, racial bias, biases, anybody? Right, that's biases that we have against, you know, Middle Eastern people because of what we see in the news. So black people have biases, white people have biases. Everybody has certain unconscious biases. So I think it's important that we all get training to detect those, to understand and be aware, have self-awareness about those and to be able to learn how to deal with those because everybody has them, but you have to be able to work with them in a way where you're not discriminating against somebody or you're not treating somebody unfairly. I don't disagree with that. I, I think all that's good. I just don't know. I, like Again, I think this lady was an idiot for calling these cops after two minutes. I mean, but is there anything, does she have racist you know, Facebook posts, anything like that. Is there any other, these two guys did happen to be black. That's unfortunate. But I'm just wondering, like, is she just an idiot? And she would have called, uh, would she call the cops on anybody else? We, we don't know. It definitely was that these two oh, guys were black. <laughs> we definitely know. definitely it, all right today. She called because they were black. And <laughs> that's, that's for certain. And I don't, I don't know if it's a Starbucks culture thing. Again, something like that happened in California, too, where a guy recorded it. But oh, yeah, I, I mean, this this was definitely something that was racially motivated. Um, so you can't white explain that. All right, Poppy, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not going to let you do it. It's because they were black. That's why they got called two minutes into it. It's OK. Uh, that, that just is what it is. It's OK. See, Paul is like uh, Paul is like uh, Bruce Banner. If you if you get him in a corner and you start talking about race, then he'll just he'll just morph out into into alt right. You know what I mean? He's just Paul. <laughs> You know, just normal right. Paul, but you know, don't get him in the corner because you don't want to. You don't want to make him start explaining. Right, and then he don't even remember what happened. Like <laughs> right. when he was the Hulk or alt right Bobby, he just yeah. wake up and his, his he just got a, a white hood on his head. And he's like, "What happened? What happened? Well, has what, what's what's this lighter fluid in this in this this uh this cross <laughs> in my car? I don't know. <laughs> so, but just, uh, oh, uh, oh, you got something? Oh, uh, well, I erase it. No, I, no. I was just saying. I was just, you know, I didn't. I don't think they needed to close, you know, close the stores down for one day for uh, sensitivity training. I think it was an isolated incident. You get rid of the manager and you move on. But it was a great PR move. So you know, because yeah. you know, you had black folks talking about protesting and. Oh, they weren't talking about protesting. There were people shutting down their store, people outside. Uh, they were protesting, uh, and people were running up in the store, too. So dog, that's not, to that's do what I'm talking yelling about. at that dude with the bullhorn. Man, uh, hey. Stop. Well, yeah. That, that was no, crazy. So, no, he yes, don't. Yes, yes, he does. So, yeah, it was a great like. PR move, yeah. Man, but yeah, I, but man. I think it was, like I said, I think it was an isolated incident. You know, like me personally, I'm still going to Starbucks, you know. But... I think they should have just got you know parted ways with the manager and called it a day. Exactly. I'm all for the, I'm all for the protests and all that stuff like that. But man, there's got to be a line. It's just putting a putting a bullhorn and getting right up in a dude's face and yelling at him yeah. uh, for for something that, for, that didn't that had nothing to do with it. Just because the dude, man, can you imagine? Like I look, I worked in fast food when I was you know coming up and poor at Wendy's. And man, look, 
somebody come up there and, and protest against Wendy's while I'm working there and I got to come in there and work that damn shift the next after I, I didn't do nothing and somebody put a bullhorn in my face you're like man hey look 17 year old Paul with 40 year old Paul would have uh, <laughs> it, it would not have gone well so uh, I'm just telling you that uh, Paul I'm with you, you, you can, Paul I'm with man, you you, you, I'm, you can do all stuff outside but man you get in my face with that damn bullhorn nah man, uh, man it ain't happening I'm with you I, ain't happening. I could tell you some fast food stories man I can't think of a fast food joint I worked that past two weeks I get one check. <laughs> Dog. Hey, I get look, one man. check, and then it's time to look for a new job. Hey, hey, look, Wendy's one month, and look, I had to go get my mom to pick up my last check because I was not allowed up in there, and that's just how it goes. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes in fast food, and it just when you're that young and you're in a, in a, coming in from rough areas, and yeah, you probably it was me, and my boy. Actually, his name was his name was look, G. I won't, I won't say it, but his name was G too. And that dude was extra ghetto, and me and him started together, and we both got fired on the same day. <laughs> wow. So, Yo, so. The, the thing about protests, though, is that protests aren't supposed to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Protests have to be uncomfortable. And to keep it 100, Starbucks probably, I will say Starbucks definitely would not have closed these stores if it weren't for the protest. They knew that they had a serious problem issue on their hand where the protests would lead to boycotts which would lead to lost revenue and so they said okay we got to counteract this we got to do something big so that's why they shut down the stores even though y'all are saying eh, they really didn't need to because of those protests that action made them really step up their game so i'm all about the protest line, I'm, I'm i'm with you on the protest just just but uh, Mm-mm. Like I, nope. I mean, it's got to be loud and boisterous. It can be loud and boisterous, but do it outside, man. But that if you're doing it in front of my Uh-oh. face, you're trying to no, make it more comfortable. No, he just said go do it somewhere else. He just said go do it somewhere else. Right. All right, exactly. I'm, I'm, gonna turn your, I'm gonna turn your mic off. All right, Poppy. Go, go, go protest get Paul in back the, here. Where's Paul at? The sanctioned area, you know, this circle of land that we set over here in the middle of nowhere. You can protest there. No, nah, man, that's 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 not the spirit of what protesting is. So I'm gonna defend their right to protest. Uh, you know, as long as I have to. So, Ryan, did you did you have anything on this? Because I know we talked about this last week. I don't want to talk about this too long for the second week. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to say to close it out that um, I think it was a um, – anytime you're closing stores uh, where you would normally have be making money on those days, uh, that's serious. I don't think it's anything, any kind of ploy – for uh you know to try to i guess i guess it could be seen that way but i think if you're if you're losing money uh by closing the stores then you're trying to do something and you know i I appreciate the effort to try to do something you know things went bad you know lady ain't there no more who was the manager so you know we gotta take it as uh in this situation where the ceo came right out and spoke out on it it's not like she sat on it for a long time um she said some things that were I guess uh, not all the way what we would want to hear, but at the same time, she's learning, and she'll be in her racial bias class too on that day. So <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to the next topic, though. So um, yeah, can't wait for this one. This week, yeah, this one's good. This news just popped up today. Um, I saw it earlier, and it was just saying, you know, there was a shooting at the Waffle House, and I was just like, oh, here we go again, another shooting. And I, I literally just like read to see how many people died, what happened real quick. And I was like, I'm out. And uh, later on, when I came back to look at the the notes for the pot, it was on there. And I was like, man, why we got to talk about this? But I read a little bit more. And uh, so, Ishmael, I'm going to let you really introduce this and and tell about what happened. Okay, so what happened here is, and as you mentioned, uh, this was at a Waffle House in Tennessee. 
So maybe, I don't know if Paul's familiar with this area. Uh, it's actually near Nashville, Tennessee. I am, I am. And a uh, gentleman, I think it was around 3.30 in the morning, a gentleman pulled up to the Waffle House. Naked. And, uh, Naked. Well, let, let, me, let me back up a little bit. So whenever I first saw the story, of course, as black people, what's the first thing that we do when we hear about mass shootings? We hope that the shooter was not black. <laughs> And it doesn't, like, at this point, it it seems like it doesn't even matter because most of these shooters are not black. Most of these shooters are Caucasian individuals or whatever, and these mass shooting, but that never makes a difference. But we just all still hope, like, oh, please don't let him be black because then that's going to be another thing. So I saw the shooter wasn't black, and I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't think he was, but, you know, Nashville, Waffle House. (laughs) Right. But the biggest thing was, you know, when I saw the story later and saw this link, I see that this James Shaw Jr., the hero of the story, is a young black man. So not only was the shooter not black, but the hero of the whole situation was black. Yes. So got that. But So what happened is this shooter comes out, gets out of his car. I've seen that he was naked, and I've also seen that he just didn't have a shirt on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I saw the naked. It sounds like he was naked. It sounds yeah, it like sounds he like naked. he was naked. So he had a coat on. He took off his coat. He pulled out an AR-15-style weapon and just started shooting people. He shot like where, two where did people. He pull, where did he pull it out from if he didn't have clothes on? He, was, he, started, <laughs> he, started, shooting, he started shooting outside. Coat. He started shooting from outside the store. Oh, he had a, he he had a trench right. coat. He was naked under the trench. Okay. My right. Bad. He My was bad. Yeah, he was naked under the coat. Okay. So I guess he pulled it, pulled out the weapon, dropped his coat off. He shot two people outside the store. Then he went in the store and just started shooting people and just shooting indiscriminately. And then James Shaw Jr. said, I saw an interview, he said what he did was he ran, you know, when he saw him come in shooting, he ran back, you know, I guess to the bathroom area or whatever. And the guy was shooting, bang, 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 bang. And then he said he stopped shooting, he had to reload. And so at this point, and I'm going to keep saying his name, James Shaw Jr. saw his opportunity. He said, all right, this guy's reloading. Right now I'm stuck. There's no exits except behind where the shooter is. So if I'm going to make a move, i got to make it now. So he ran towards the shooter, grabbed the gun. This dude burnt his hand up, had big gauze on his hand because he burnt his hand because he grabbed the barrel at his gun that was just fired, wrestled the gun away from the guy, threw it over the Waffle House uh, counter so the guy couldn't have it, and then proceeded to push the dude out the door. And he said once he pushed the guy out the door, then the guy just kind of turned and just, you know, ran away or walked away. So and he got shot. Big, and he got shot. He got shot at. Yeah, while he, he was got coming shot. He got grazed him. when he was running back to. Run, run, when he was run, when he was no, when he was running to. I think when he was running toward the guy, like the guy had finished reloading and lifting it up and got one off. But it, you know, it, he was coming at him, and then once he got that one off, then he grabbed the muzzle. That's why it was so hot right then. And that's why he burnt his hand and stuff like oh, that. Right. Okay. Yeah, he definitely got. He definitely got. They said he got grazed. And like I say, his hand was burned. He had severe burn on his hand from grabbing that muzzle of the gun. Yeah, but but you're not telling. Let me, let me, so I, I put the story in the keep because I, I was really interested in the story because I, I didn't sleep last night. I just happened to be up when the story was breaking, and so I caught it. And then I went to sleep, woke back up later, and found out about the the gun. So hopefully this gets me in the good graces of the back in the good graces of the black delegation. We'll uh, James Shaw Jr., a ahead. true hero. Uh, the the cool thing about the story was first of all, let's just let's just take a minute to honor the man's hairline, which 
he looks like he just went to the barber literally right before. He must have went to the barber at at 2 a.m. and then went and went to the Waffle House at 3:30 a.m. Because I mean his his hair yeah, it is crispy. crispy. It is and crispy. fresh. He is crispy for like hey man if you're gonna if you're gonna make it on national news by just all of a sudden and become a, like an overnight sensation you want to have a nice lineup and this dude went and had a nice lineup right before so this the, the the man's timing is impeccable let's just let's just honor that then the man's got the fresh suit on. Uh, in the interviews, we've seen him. He's got the nice, like, cashmere uh, uh, jacket with the with the turtleneck. The turtleneck. And then, but then, if you read through the story, the man. Okay, so all this happened. You know, he went to a frat party, I guess. Uh, went to the Waffle House again. I guess he went to one Waffle House. It was with his with his friends, and it was full. So he went to another Waffle House at three thirty in the a.m. And like I said, I've been in this area of Nashville because I used to live in Nashville for a few years. And uh, and so then they go in there. The incident happens, whatever, like that. This man, you know, all this stuff happens. He gets shot. Finds time to go to church at ten thirty a.m. and the mayor of Nashville. Hey, comes anytime road, you go, goes go to church, him. that's the time you go. Man, right. hey, but this dude, this dude's hairlines on point, outfits on point. Obviously, what everything that he did was heroic and awesome, and he should, you know, they should be making and an unarmed, might I add. So all this stuff about hey, you have to have an armed guy to take down another armed guy. No, you just need somebody with some courage and some and and, and, some, and some wits about him. And this guy did all that. So he did all these things to a T. And then still finds time to go to church the next day. That man, that's you can't get more awesome than that. That that this is awesome. So hopefully I'm back in the back in the good graces. Can't sing this guy's pra- uh, praises enough. It's unfortunate what happened to the four people, but uh, man, just awesome story. Awesome, awesome story. And uh, you know, I wish he could have got to that dude a few minutes sooner. But uh, we can talk about it later. But man, you guys got you guys need also need to hear about like this the, the the shooter's backstory and some of the craziness that he did last year. But we can we can maybe talk about that. Uh, in a few minutes or so, man. Just, okay. a, just a wild story. All right, speak on it, G. What you think? Oh man, I mean, incredible story. Uh, I mean, not much more to say. I, I mean, like, you know, it hit it right on the nail. When I, when I saw the story, I was just like, uh, please don't let this be a brother. And then you find out the the, the brother <laughs> in the story is a hero. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely. Uh, I was. When I saw it, I also assumed it was a dude, a black dude, and I'm like, dang, like man, we done went in and shot up somebody, you know, must have been some gang something. But then once it said it was a, it was a, a, a AR type weapon, and I was like, you know, black people don't roll with those, <laughs> not usually. <laughs> usually, if we gonna shoot somebody, we got a handgun, so we already know. Hey, so, but what's, um, hey, but what's sad is to be, uh, to tell the truth. When I first clicked on it and saw the brother owner. I was like, <laughs> thought it was I thought I'm like this brother shot up a Waffle House for what? And then I started right. reading, was like, oh, he's a hero, right? Yeah, when I saw he was a hero, I was like, oh yeah, we definitely talking about this. So I was glad whoever put it on there and actually read the story a little bit more than I did, because I think when I saw it, it was just breaking news, so they ain't had no pictures on there yet. But um, right. so what I really uh, wanted to touch on with the story, and you know, shout out to this brother for keeping it 100. So. At the end, everybody's like, yeah, man, you're a hero, you're a hero. And he was like, look, I was just being selfish. I was just trying to get myself out. Like, I feel like it's selfish. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with that because in a certain respect, I think a lot of uh, heroic situations, that's really what it's about is is self-preservation. Unless you're jumping on a grenade or something like that. That's different. But, um, you know, he was in a situation where, and if any of us are there, I mean, sometimes you got to say, like, you know, how do I want to go out? You know what I'm saying? Am I going to go out just sitting there? I'm going to go out fighting. And, you know, if, you, if you're if willing to sacrifice yourself, which is the really the heroic point of it, 
if you're willing to sacrifice yourself, though, we can we can accomplish stuff and stop people from doing these type of things too. You know, hey, you rather well, have we, two people die rather than fifteen. When we have these type of when we have these type of conversations, the first thing I think about is nine eleven and the people on those planes, and yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, what you know, wh- you know, what were people doing? You know, when they found out what was really going down, you know, and it just makes, you know, I just wonder. I mean, I know you're, you know, you're terrified, but, you you know. Yeah. And I mean, it, with 9-11, the only thing is, I mean, now we think about that, but at the time, nobody had really flown a plane into a building. So right. So you, you didn't think that was going to If a plane happen. gets hijacked, you figure like, oh, they want some money. They probably going to fly around until they get some money, then they're going to land. So you didn't really know what's happening. Now, post 9-11, we have a new vantage point of those type of things. So, you know, you can't necessarily blame those people, but no, you're, you're right. No, I wa- it does take people being no, I wasn't. courageous and, uh, you know, you got to kind of stand up and fight if you have that opportunity. I wasn't blaming them. I just was wondering, you know, what was going right. through their mind. But what you just said, that what you just said makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, you were you, you know back then you wasn't thinking, you know, that would happen. You just was like, okay, we're gonna land some, probably some, you know, some third world country, and they're gonna get paid. Right. And worst case scenario, you know, and you probably don't, you don't even leave the United States, you know. But um, yeah, it's a interesting story, man. I'm glad that the dude can uh can be a hero and was able to do something uh positive and save some people. You know, unfortunately, there was still loss of life, so rest in peace to them and prayers and thoughts to their families and friends and everybody. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, and at the point where we're recording this, uh, they still have not caught the gentleman. So, what? you know, hopefully the police can catch him. He fled into the woods naked yeah, afterwards. And, um, you know, one, oh, one last thing I'll add about it. So I think Paul was alluding to this before. You know, the guy had some issues. He had been arrested before. He went to the White House and got arrested for trespassing, and they said he actually had his guns taken away. Like yeah, the state revoked yeah, his license exactly. for his guns, so they took the guns away, and then they gave them to his dad. <laughs> and then his that's dad stupid. ended up giving them right back to him, which is crazy. and that's the guns that he used to go and shoot up this place. Which so, is crazy. You know, wow. So would they get the dad out. now for uh, murder too? Probably, probably not, but they need to. They I, need I, I to. I doubt that it would be murder, but they, they'll probably charge Accomplice? them for something. Yeah, they need to. Man. Yeah, they need to go after them for something. If, if you know your kid's un- emotionally tough. unstable and he doesn't try to go meet, because they said he tried to go meet with Trump. He was trying. He was. He was and somehow he got on White House grounds or too close. Uh, and so yeah, and then they took the guns away, and that, so then now they're they're trying to chase this dude. He's naked, I guess, or out there somewhere, which is kind of crazy. They haven't found him. It's been a whole. How day. many people were at no the Waffle House? It says pretty packed. I guess a lot. So know, how come I, nobody stopped this dude, man? I mean, he just shot people. He don't have a gun now. Now y'all can get him. Man, the, dude, hey, the dude's naked. And got, the dude's naked. He got guns. Hey, <laughs> once he started shooting, they cleared the set. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. Folks ran, but it's like after James Shaw Jr. took his gun and threw it uh, over the the counter, he said he immediately just pushed him out the door. So he basically oh. just walked him. To the door, you know, I'm just imagining him having his hands on his chest, just pushed him out the door, and then the dude, you know, dipped out. So it wasn't even an opportunity for anybody else 
to come and hop in there because he just he just handled it. And like you said, he was really trying to just save save his life and just stay alive throughout the situation. Yeah. But the way he described it on the news is after he threw the gun, he grabbed him and he just pushed him up out the door and the dude just went on his, you know, just dipped out. So Yeah. Like them weird movies when the when the, somebody wrestling with somebody with a gun and the gun go on the floor and nobody pick it up. Right. Like, what y'all doing? Are y'all gonna help this brother or what? Man. Man, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. In them situations, man, you just you don't know how to react, you know. You're just yeah. fearful. You don't know if you're going to live, you're going to die. So everybody reacts differently. So I'm just glad that he reacted in the way that he did. So and I could just picture, you know, everybody else ran. I, You know, I just picture Ghost Town while this was going on. Well, I doubt everybody could run. Only, they probably in one door. Yeah, there's only one oh, or two. They were in the store. He, yeah. he, The way he painted it was like they were just trapped. Like they were just kind of. You know, on a wall, hiding or, you know, trying to get under a table or whatever. But he said there was no exit, you know, from where the shooter was standing to where everybody else was. Like, everybody was just kind of stuck, so. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, when I just saw that gun go over that counter, if I'm stuck, yeah, I'm going for that. Yeah, you know, I guess this is kind of random and off topic. Never been to a Waffle House ever in my life. Not (sighs) once. What? I, don't, right. I don't know how that happened, but I ain't never went, man. Ever. Man. Nope. You slack but, it, man. <laughs> it, don't ha- look, it don't the, look good, man. The I'm hash big, I'm, browns? I'm big on design, man. When I look at that whack Waffle House logo. Slice. Like, no, I'm out. Slice. Hey, you know what, though? That's funny you said that because uh, I, I used to avoid Waffle Houses because it looks like a truck stop. But, yeah, it just but, don't. But it once, don't look like nothing where the food would be good. But once I went in and had them hash browns, oh, I was hooked. Sliced, diced, <laughs> smothered, covered. Ah, yeah. My, my my thing is the dude. He goes there at three thirty. Has you know some food after the the frat party, or whatever like that. But then goes to church at ten thirty. Like man, that, that waffle. I like Waffle House food. I, I haven't had it in years, but I used to like it in college. But man, he just used to. Add, I, there's no way my stomach could, could handle yo, going to church at 10.30 in the morning after, after eating some Waffle House at 3.30. I, hey, I, yo, I, if I you it, almost it, died, bro, right, you're not going I, back I, to sleep. You took the words right out my mouth. He been praying, he been praying since 3.30. Hey, what you talking he, about? He hey, couldn't wait for the church to open. He couldn't wait until the church open. Right. <laughs> right. He's like, man, I ain't living right. Right. Man, he, this dude living. This dude, the dude living right. This dude's a hero. He's got man. They need to make a movie about this dude. And he's got the hairline fresh, the rolly sh- gl- glowing on this picture. Man, this dude's this dude's awesome. And he, well, and he, straight and, out of Wakanda. Man, hey, what? A, yeah, exactly. And and look, had got a standing ovation from all the the cops. You know, I know there's a lot of issues and all this stuff, but you know, hey, that, that, that maybe it was you know for the cameras or like that. But hey, look, it, it was good, man. I, I, I this definitely uh, made me feel good about this guy. All right. Well, speaking of the Waffle House, we gonna uh, Waffle House definitely gonna get a, a new patron here soon. Uh, my man Boehner, he has evolved. He said on hey, his uh, get the hash browns, <laughs> thinking Make sure you get with the, the hash browns. Yeah, he's he's evolved on his marijuana stance. So he uh, he now is a pro marijuana. So he he gonna have the munchies and he gonna probably be over at the Waffle House soon. So um, let's see. Let's let's start with G on this one. What you uh what you, what you think about uh, uh Boehner and uh, wanting to uh, change his stance on marijuana? Uh well, personally, I'm figuring uh, his his stance really hasn't changed. Uh, he's just coming out the closet. <laughs> but uh no, nah, uh, 
I don't know. I, I wonder, is there any money involved in this? Oh, oh yeah, he oh, got yeah, a job. And so that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like, money, oh, I got a money, job. I got money, a job with a marijuana company. Change right, my mind. Right. Money will make you change your, uh, your views on a lot of things. Right. So, that's my view on that. Okay. What you think, uh, Paul? <laughs> okay. So, my, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, John Boehner changed his view on marijuana. So, like, I personally don't think he ever. He, I think he's. This 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 is a Boehner for people that don't know. He was the former, recently retired, uh, House Majority Leader for the Republicans. So he basically led the Republican Republicans in in the House of House Representatives for years and years and years. He was a, even though he was actually on friendly terms with Obama, he was a major kind of, kind of like he was the, he was the party leader for the Republicans in the House. So always had to oppose Obama and stuff like that. But it sounds like they were pretty pretty chummy. He's also very legendary for being a. Yeah, this dude uh, just like chummy. He's being chummy, and he's also he's a very <laughs> one strike. <laughs> yeah, t- look, look, y'all, you, you guys are already out. I'm already getting killed every every episode on all my views. <laughs> so. That is the first time that chummy has been uttered on the Black Delegates podcast. <laughs> on any black podcast. We're talking about black delegates. <laughs> any black <laughs> podcast ever in history. Right. And chummy. Y'all kill him. Y'all kill him. Okay, so the dude, he's a big smoker. He's a lifelong uh, habitual you know, tobacco smoker. Uh, the thing you also two need to packs look, a day. Two packs a day. This dude, this dude smokes. So him and Obama smoke cigarettes. They even made a, like a, a video that was at the uh, the correspondence dinner. I guess Obama's last year when he when he was there, and you know he did a thing where him and you know he was trying to get Obama to smoke, and basically you know the joke was basically like Michelle will kill him if he does. So he you know it, it was never shown that Obama took a cigarette, but more than likely Obama does have a cigarette every now and then. I I can't imagine he doesn't. But anyway. The thing, the other thing you know about Boehner is that his daughter is married to a a black dude. Not just any black dude. This dude like legitimately looks like he could be one of the dudes from like uh, Souls of Mischief or something like that. Look, Google John Boehner's. Uh, what, fu- what is Souls of Mischief? Right. <laughs> <laughs> a nineteen ninety rock, a nineteen nineties rap band from the from man, the Bay Area. Man, oh, two, strikes, man. two strikes. If you get the three strikes, you off the show for this evening. <laughs> this is a black. This is a black band, dude. What are you talking so about? A black. A rap I'm band. Trying, what is? Hey, that? man, a if you show me these dudes' pictures group. in black and white, I wouldn't think they was black. But hey, what is a rap band? <laughs> a white band. <laughs> a white band. These guys. Okay. <laughs> this is all going. This is going horribly for me. I need to just shut up. <laughs> Google Google John Bader's uh, son-in-law and look look at the dude. The dude's got dreadlocks. This dude definitely has smoked weed before. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. So he's got people in his family. His daughter's probably smoked smoked before. He probably smoked before because he's from the '60s. And oh, 70s. he got on, he got on a tall hat, bro. His his dress is long. This hat is tall. Yes, I mean the dude. The dude looks. I'm not saying he's dusty. He looks dusty, but hey, that's his son-in-law. I mean, he's obviously you know that he's in the family. So I mean, so this whole evolving issues thing is BS. He's probably had these views, but just like all politicians, they can't really you know say what they really mean. Uh, they just have to wait for the political tea leaves to come around. Hey, I just Google dude. Yeah, dude. I put look him in like, the chat. You see it? Dude, look like he could be related to Bob Marley. Exactly. That's what I've been saying. That's what I'm saying. My man yes. smoked a lot of weed. Yes, it's, uh, exactly. So and so, it, the the views of all it, it, this is BS. Just like when Obama's views on on gay marriage evolved, quote unquote, 
they always had these feelings. They just weren't. They were just scared to say it because they were afraid to. You know, people would. You know, their vote, their base would think poorly of them. Dude, but now Jamaican. that he's getting paid. Yeah, dude is Jamaican. He yeah. is Jamaican. Yes, he's got a he's got a Jamaican son-in-law. Come on now. Yeah, he probably helped change them views. <laughs> Anyways, it, it, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm, I'm I'm getting roasted here. So, Ish, what do you think about this? Well, I think as far as John Boehner, you know, him changing his views, I think it had everything to do with him being named, uh, what was he joined the board of this marijuana holdings corporation, uh, Acreage Holdings. So it wasn't until he could make a buck off marijuana, and I think they presented him with this business opportunity like, hey, you know, this marijuana business is booming. It's become, I believe, a multi-billion dollar business as more and more states legalize it across the country. So I think when he saw, yo, I can make some real bread off of this, and he saw the wind change that, hey, California legalized it. I think Illinois has legalized it, at least for medical. Uh, Colorado's legalized it. And all these other states are starting to legalize it. He's like, well, I got the political cover you know, exactly. this is the way the country's going, but it's really just about him making money, you know. And I saw this uh, piece on New York Times, and I'll link this also in the show notes. I'm going to just read this two, uh, two little short paragraphs that kind of sums this up. So it says, if you want to see an example of staggering hypocrisy in the criminal justice system, Consider the, con- consider the contrast between Fate Vincent, Wislo- Fate Vincent Winslow, a prisoner in Louisiana, and John Boehner. Uh, let's skip down. It says, a decade ago, an undercover police officer approached Mr. Winslow, a homeless black man, and was asked for help buying marijuana. Mr. Winslow desperately needed, needed the money, so he helped the officer buy two dime bags for a $5 profit. For that, he is serving life without parole for the distribution of marijuana in the infamous Angola prison. Wow. Last week, Mr. Boehner announced that he will join the board of Acreage Holdings, a marijuana cultiva- cultivation and distribution company site, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to read the rest of that. But, you know, you got this homeless black man who just helped somebody. He wasn't even selling weed. He took him to the man that sold weed, and he got life in prison. I'm guessing this dude probably had some priors. He had two strikes or whatever. And now you got John Boehner, you know, this lifetime uh, political person who's now probably making millions of dollars being on this board of this marijuana company. So that's like the biggest problem now as we're seeing all this legalization is that all these black and brown people are still locked up. They're still in prison, like rotting away in jail for selling drugs, for smoking drugs or whatever, like marijuana. We ain't talking about dope or cocaine or crack or whatever marijuana there's a lot of people doing life bids doing 20-year bids doing 10-year bids and now all these white folks are starting to get into it now that it's legalized and they're former corporations and they're making millions and billions of dollars so it's just like it's crazy to see that happen yeah so i don't know what you think about that ryan yeah, man, I agree. Um, I I hope that they look into something where they can vacate people's uh, prior sentences or at least soften them a bit, maybe time serve, whatever, you know, to help them out. I know they're still going to be um, having an issue where they got to try to 
get their lives back. But I mean, we got to do something for those people, man, because that's that's messed up. Like it was it was illegal last year, but now it's not illegal. That kind of thing is going to be happening quite a bit. And uh, I hate to see that happen. But Boehner, he, he definitely, like I said earlier, he's doing this because like, oh, a job opened. Let me hurry up and say why it's OK for me to do this. You know, just right. so I don't get no and backlash. He, and he doesn't have the he doesn't have the political ramifications because he's no longer in office. He's not exactly. Running for office. Exactly. He can just, yeah. He can do what he wants. Yeah. And I think even if he felt the way that he felt prior and his feelings didn't change on marijuana, he's gonna say what he got to say to get that job yeah. right. or keep but that now, job. But now I'm gonna ask you. Guys, so, so I mean, so we all kind of agree on this, but like, and we, we, we on Boehner's thing of this, but like, I mean, this is you know. I mean, I personally think marijuana should be legal. Uh, I mean, I think there should be restrictions on it. It should be taxed heavily, all these things like that. But I think it should be legal, especially, you know, I've been living in the South for a long time now. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of rural areas where they could grow a ton of this stuff. In, in your state, where I'm living at now, all types of places make a lot of money for, for you know, it, why does it have to all be these Western Coast states? But, you know, I think this is a, at least a good sign that, you know, I think eventually, I think here in our here in a few years, I think it's going to be legalized. Uh, you know, federally, it's, that that's really the sticking point and get these guys out of that, that have been in jail for a long, long time on these on these you know these marijuana charges. I think that's what you got to get those federal laws changed. And so, you know, I think this is kind of showing you a step that that this is it, it's going to happen here soon. Maybe not under the, the Trump administration, but maybe more more than likely whoever's next. I would imagine. Man, as a person who who doesn't smoke, never smoked, it's nothing worse than we smoke. <laughs> the smell of it, man. Like, I know every day I get a daily whiff of weed smoke just driving around. Just normal. You know, with my windows up, it ain't breezy, and somebody gonna pull up, and you're gonna get a, a lungful. Where do you live at? I can't imagine how it's gonna be when they legalize it and people smoking it all the time, man. It's first of all, hold on, hold on, G. I'm gonna I'm answer for you. First of all, this stuff is great. This stuff is, smells great. What are you talking <laughs> it's about? Not, <laughs> that is not. No, it's not. It's terrible. <sighs> man. It's terrible. They gonna have to send it or something. Make it like cigar smoke. So, I don't know. So, so do you want it legalized or no? I don't care, man. I think people out here gonna make bad decisions with it, and that's the problem. But other than that, what know, is, what is a bad push. what is a bad decision? Like doing stuff while you high, instead uh, of st- being at home and while you high, you know, eating a same, lot of Captain Crunch. Same as yes. alcohol eating to me. I mean, if yeah, you right. you impaired, whether or not you want to, um, you know, admit that you're impaired, you're impaired. If it's and, slowing you down, where you can listen to trap music and you think it sounds good, then I don't want you on these streets <laughs> driving a vehicle. And, and this message is sponsored by Alt Right Ryan. Alt Right Ryan. I, I was just asking, Ryan. I was just asking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the medical, the medical, um, I guess portion of it that is, you know, helping people with pain and stuff like that. I'm, I'm down with that. Whatever, yeah. whatever you got to do, man. I mean, we got enough drugs. If we can do something more natural and less harmful to everybody else, I'm cool with that too. But you know, let's just not be out here making bad decisions, listening to bad music. I mean, <laughs> listening to bad music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people listen to Chop the Screw. Man, Chop the Screw I was just, only cool because people's high. We know. I, you know, Look, man. <laughs> This dude just turned into Mr. Rogers. Black I don't, I don't, I, you know, you know, even if they don't, you know, make it legal or whatnot, I think they should just decriminalize it at least, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get, you know, get, you know, if, if somebody has, you know, marijuana, give them a ticket, you know, let them, a summons, let them show up to court, you know, pay a fine or whatever. But to, to be, a, to have handcuffs put on you or go to jail or whatnot over some marijuana, I don't agree. 
Hey, the messed up I part mean, of I, it is, is that all the uh, the black people who already had enterprises of selling weed are in jail now, and they're not going to be able to benefit off the money that they could have made. Right. That's messed up. Yeah, and I and personally, I think it should be legal. And I don't smoke weed, but I feel like it's much less dangerous than alcohol. alcohol it's much less dangerous than tobacco. Yeah. Those things are legal. Um, so like Paul, Paul said, you know, you got to tax it or whatever and get your bread. But I, I think it should be legal. And it seems like the people across the country are starting to feel that. So uh, we are seeing that tide change. But there's no there's no reason for it to be illegal. I think you still have, you know, laws about, you know, impaired driving or things like that. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be any any big difference. I will say, though, that I had roommates some years ago. Like fresh out of college, I lived with my partners, and like everybody in the house smoked except me. And I mean, I've I've smoked a couple of times in my life, but I'm just I just don't like it. That's just not for me or whatever. But like all my roommates smoked, and it didn't bother me back then. It was like all right, you know, cool. Everybody smoked, whatever. But once I moved out and like got on my own, and I was away from that smoke, like now it's different. Now I'm. I'm not as far as Ryan is, but like now I don't really like being around a lot of but, weed smoke yeah. or cigarette smoke or whatever. Yeah. But at the time when I was living with them, like it was cool. So it was just interesting on how your perspective changed just depending on how much you are around, you know, that type of environment or whatever. I just okay, don't, black delegation. I just Go don't ahead, like you. it. I just don't like it in my clothes. Yeah. My thing. OK, so look, look, Ryan probably knows this. and I'm, I'm going to just keep it 100 I, in college. Oh man, I was on it, dog. I was <laughs> every week for sure. I was, I was, I was, I was doing this. Uh, no, I did I... not know this. <laughs> oh man, this hey, is the first hey. time ever hearing of this. Oh wait, 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 Brian, you were square, so we. we I can, you know, I we, can we, always we... edit this out if you want me to, but I have no knowledge of the things that you're saying right now. Oh, Ryan, was, no, no, Ryan was, Ryan was never present. Ryan was never was present. After no, I left, a... where was this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> freshman year, maybe not so much, but after you, for sure, like after, so, for after sure, sophomore year. Okay. Oh, but even freshman year, I, freshman year I was man. Just, just I, just, I just had to get the right, know the right people to to do it. But, but anyway, man. But once I met my wife, you know that all settled down because she is definitely not down with it. But, you know, talking to people that live out there in these states where they have, I mean, like you know the smoke issue. I mean, hell, you don't have to work, man. They they put it in food now, so you just go out there and get a brownie, and you're good, man. You don't have to smell right. any of the stuff. You don't have to. It doesn't smell like anything, anything like that. So. I mean, I haven't had in, in haven't had smoked or anything like that in, in, in years and years and years. Way past the statute of limitations on this for me, so I'm safe. But, but you know, it, I I definitely I did a lot of dumb things in my life, even to to this day. But you know, that stuff, I did some dumb, dumb stuff. I think it was just part of being young. But I, I definitely think alcohol is much much more much worse because just the whole vibe, like there's just oh yeah yeah just just people people get aggressive on alcohol and it's not that same way with marijuana at least that i've never seen i've never seen people get aggressive and this takes it makes it so much safer because people can go buy this because the reality of marijuana is that it's everywhere man you can go to any small town in any any small town anywhere north dakota new york big city small city it's there it's prevalent it's 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 all out there why not make it safer why why have dudes you know stick you up for you know 35 50 dollars 100 dollars it's not worth it, man. Just go somewhere safe. Get your do your little thing, you know. Do it all legal. Pay your taxes, whatever like that, and it's just 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 ride on, man. Let let adults do what they want to do. I mean, if you're like Ryan, you ain't gonna mess with it. 
then we ain't got to worry about you. And other people, you know, hey, if they want to do it, just make sure they do it in a safe place. Stay at the crib, homie. Yeah, or what, yeah, yeah. do it, do it, yeah, that's right, and don't listen to, to bad trap music, that's right. Please don't, well, I guess I shouldn't say trap music, maybe I should say uh, mumble rap, maybe I should edit that, yeah. All I know, rap. look, if this ever becomes legal in Missouri, you guarantee Ron's going to have the Silk the Shocker, the first first Silk the Shocker CD playing. Hey, Silk the Shocker is a god compared to these dudes now, but anyway. Alright, so let's move on to the next topic. Speaking of gods... We're going to talk about uh, Yeezus. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye. yeah. Kanye is back after a one-year hiatus. Uh, he had disappeared from, from Twitter and social media, and I guess he's been taking care of his, his mental health, hopefully. Um, and so when I saw him, man, I, I scrolled through his timeline. Brother been, been uh, just messaging back to back to back for like five days straight. So, Paul, this is uh, kind of your story, man. So what you want to tell us about this so we can uh, kick off the discussion? Well, sure, I'll keep it short. But, you know, so Ryan set it up pretty good. You know, Kanye West basically took a long time off, off Twitter. He used to be really good at Twitter back in the day. He was kind of an interesting follow. Uh, but then he just kind of went away. And then he basically just started back up the last few days. And, yeah, like Ryan kind of kind of alluded to, it's been all over the place. A lot of it's been a lot of... Uh, Kind of like these motivational, you know, kind of like what Will Smith and some of these other people, you know, Hulk Hogan or not Hulk Hogan, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of do, you know, these kind of these kind of introspective kind of deep philosophical tweets, which I can't stand. So get those out of here. But a lot of it also has been uh, his clothing, some of the, some of his uh, his clothing ideas, which are I think I posted a couple of these in the group chat. Did, did y'all see the, yeah. the sweatpants, the sweatpants boots? Did y'all see yeah. this? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what that was. I wouldn't, I couldn't even wrap and, my mind around it. Yeah, and so like, I, you know, I don't know. I can't really tell, and I don't think that anybody on the internet really knows if he's just trolling us or he's having fun. You know, what, what's he doing? But but at the end of the day, the long story short, this what's kind of come out of this is that okay, he's been tweeting all this crazy stuff. A lot of a lot of you know, like a lot of these like you know, philosophical debates. A lot of uh, clothing, you know, really ugly looking clothes. Uh, but then came out that he's going to have two new albums coming out here in a few months. He's going to have one solo album and then a, 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 a guest album with uh, Kid Cudi. So it's going to be him and Kid Cudi on a single album. And then also, uh, two, oh man, I can't say it. Maybe it's not politically correct. Two crazy niggas on the same track. <laughs> again, again, again. That was alt right, Ryan, saying that uh, for a comment, uh, reply, all, all, uh, all hate mail to hard knock STL <laughs> hotmail.com. But yeah, so so two crazy dudes on on. Uh, Ryan said that, not me. That was just make that clear. I'm already alt right, Paul. So I don't want to get any further alt right than that. But uh, yeah, so he, so that's dropped. And so I'm like, I'm listening to these tweets, and I'm like, man, this is, this dude, he's just crazy. But you know, I kind of want to hear the music. And part of my brain, alt, the alt right Paul, part of my brain said like, just shut up and play music. Just shut up, <laughs> shut up and play oh, music. Like, like, <laughs> that's the third but, but, strike, but then, but then, but then, hold on, but hold on, but then. So literally, as we were getting ready to record this podcast, he sent out a tweet and he says, Nas, uh, June, I think it's June twenty eighth. I, I I dropped it from my from my uh, phone just now. Yeah, Nas, June fifteenth. That's all nice. it said. One tweet, Nas, June fifteenth, and all was right. He's back in my good grade. He can tweet whatever he wants. All the crazy clothes. If him and Nas are on a song and it's banging, I want to hear that. So June fifteenth, I'm be looking out for Nas and Kanye dropping whatever it is. G, you waiting on this Nas to drop? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what what you think about uh, Kanye coming back, man? You you looking forward to his craziness or what? Man, I've been I've been off the Kanye wagon, man. Dude, just too 
a little too out there. You know, every now and then, if I catch something on the radio and it sounds good, I'll listen to it. But I'm not a, I'm not. He's not my biggest fan anymore. I mean, I'm not his biggest fan anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say that you Kanye know you. <laughs> Nah, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan anymore. Oh, I mean, yeah. let me, let me, let me drop, let me drop one of these gems on y'all that I pulled from Kanye's list. Cars have four wheels, hoodies have hoods. It's amusing to me when someone says this is an original hoodie, bro. It's a hoodie. Mm, man, how deep is that? <laughs> this is what we've been missing. This is well, what we've been missing. And I forgot the other tweet that, well, the problematic tweet he had the other day was yeah, I got basically. Yeah, he shouted out a, a, a black female conservative commentator. I guess she's kind of viewed as alt-right. And so he kind of said he likes the way she thinks. You know. And I guess she's written some problematic articles about Black Lives Matter. So if you think I'm alt-right, alt-right, Paul, this lady is more alt-right than I am. By, I'm by, sure alt-right poppy knows that. Hey, and wasn't, he going, and wasn't he going back and forth with her? Like I, tough, I don't think so. Like with some yeah, right, yeah, they mind, went back and forth. right, oh, did they? right okay. minds think alike and... Yeah, 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 they did a little bit. And then Kanye said, uh, so one of his tweets regarding that said, people demonize people and then they demonize anybody who sees anything positive in someone who's been demonized. Bit complex there, but I understand what he's saying. So, um, yeah, man, I don't really know. Um, I guess I see where he's coming from regarding the alt-right girl. He's just like, hey, she thinks different. And there's nothing wrong with thinking different. So if he says, I like the way you think, like, doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with somebody's views. But those type of people are not usually the ones that we're going to be like, we like the way you think. You know, you can't have a Nazi dude tweeting and then Ishmael be like, oh, man, I like the way you think, dog. Get out of right. here with that. Like, you, you know, but, but you know who me, that person is and you know what they stand for. So don't don't uh, associate yourself with them in that regard. But part of me thinks that he's just. Tro- I think this is all trolling. Like, okay, he's got an album. To, he's got two albums, maybe even three mm-hmm. albums coming out in a few months. So I think this is all. I mean, he doesn't. It, it, with anything with Kanye West, they know. Like, it doesn't matter what you do it's on social media. It, just as long as it's controversial, it's going to get clicks. It's going to get people talking about like we are because we're idiots too talking about this mess. And so here we are. Kanye, ain't Ish, got what do you troll, think about man. that? Ish, what do you think about that? Do you are you excited to hear Kanye again? Oh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> not at all. And, the way he said no, no shade towards Kanye. You know, I, I root for Kanye. I wish him all the, the success. But like G said before, you know, he just went a little bit to the left on me, you know, as far as his music, as far as his fashion or whatever. Like, right. he's just not in my lane or I'm not in his lane where he's uh, making things. So I don't, I don't have any disdain for him. But, you know, I'm just not checking for Kanye these days. If he drops an album and it's, you know, I might check it out, give it a listen. If it's that, you know, weird Kanye, then I'm probably good. <laughs> was Pablo know? the last album he had? Pablo's last one, yeah. Yeah, okay, that one was trash. But all right, I was just, I was just trying to hey, remember man. which one was the last one. Hey, dude fell off after college dropout. No, man, stop it. No, graduation was still so I, much, I, I'm We'll talk about this on the music podcast, man. Yeah. People starting to sleep on Kanye just because he turned out to be a crazy dude. But, you know, <laughs> he, could be, he could be weird and crazy all he wants, man. And I don't mean crazy as in you actually have a mental illness. Please don't at me about that. But um, that's not what I mean. I just mean like a weird character. You know, just because yeah, he's like, this dude, we don't want to. I don't want to throw away his music, man. Dude's musically, he's a genius. Yeah, I mean, dude's talented, but the weirdness, you know. Yeah, yeah like I like, uh, what was it, Dark Twisted Fantasy? Yeah, I that like that was album. Dope. 
But then after that, like he just he just got like I said, he just went out of my lane. So I, I watched don't the really thermos criticize cool. him, but I'm just not checking for him like that. So I don't think he's trolling here on Twitter. I think he is trying to he's trying to build up, you know, some um attention. He's trying to build up some publicity. Mm-hmm. And I think he's probably in his creative zone. So now that he's in this zone where he's producing, he's probably writing. He, he just in that creative flow. So now he on Twitter, you know, just just putting out random stuff. Like artists, that's how they do. Like when you get in that creative zone, then you just throwing different ideas at the wall. So I said more, more power to him, but I'm really not, I'm not checking for uh, Kanye Kardashian West these days. Let, let me ask one question, Ryan. Ryan, so did you see the picture of the the, the slides that he that he that he designed that he, he posted on there? Did you see those? Man, I looked through all those pictures and all those clothes were trash. Wait, okay, all the but shoes you saw, were trash. If, if, I if you saw fan. those slides, would you rather have those or the BBB slides for three hundred dollars? Ah, those BBB slides were just regular old slides you get from Walmart with BBB <laughs> on the front though. <laughs> So you got to go with Kanye so you at least get your money's worth, man. It has oh. something different. Oh, man. Well, those slides, they look like something out of like Back to the Future 2 or something like that. They yeah, look yeah. so crazy. And, the man, look, if my wife ever came in and she spent probably $500 on those sweatpants boots, man, I don't think we could return so fast, man. Oh, God. Anyway, it, 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 some, some interesting tweets. I am kind of looking for – I'm semi-interested to hear the music because I, I do like Kid Cudi. I do want to kind of hear that just – there's got to be a few good songs in there, and then I do definitely want to hear the Nas because I'm just a, I'm a huge Nas stand as, as Ryan knows. Uh, so anything with Nas, I will at least check out to see if it's any good. Yep. All right. So let's uh, let's move on. Ishmael, I will let you talk about this one since this is a, a boxing topic. So if you don't mind, can you please enlighten us and let us know who Adrian Broner is? Uh, he's on my list. Uh, I suppose so. Adrian Broner is a boxer. He has uh, been a champion at various uh, different weight classes. He was really kind of a prodigy under Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather really kind of brought him to the forefront, and then they had a a pretty big fallout to where I don't know. Now they just have this kind of love hate relationship, where one day they're beefing, the next day they're brothers or whatever. But Adrian Broner, he just came out of that Floyd Mayweather school where, you know, when Floyd turned to Money Mayweather and was doing all this bragging and boasting and yada yada, Broner saw that. He's like, okay, this is a way to, you know, to get my name out. So he he always talks big, talks crazy, and he showed a lot of promise at the lower weight classes, but he's going up. His last fight uh, this other day was at 144, I think. It was a catch weight. But as he's going up in weight, He's just not been as effective as a fighter. So had a fight uh, this Friday or Saturday against Jesse Vargas, and I'll let you guys go into, you know, why he's on this list, what he said to get on this list. Um, I don't know. Paul, What? I'll let you take it from here. Okay. So, yeah, so the fight, and if you, if you want to chime in on this, like, it would, I mean, he's a, Adrian Broner is, you know, definitely a talker, a woofer, you know, talks a lot of trash. and But, you know, He's, he, he has some entertaining fights. He's had a lot of entertaining fights against Hispanic uh, boxers over the years. But this one last night, so it, I guess he, and you correct me if I'm wrong-ish, but I guess he was losing early, uh, came back and won a lot of the late, middle and late rounds. But I guess it went to a, a split decision. So then after, the, after it was over, he had some really uh, interesting comments for the, uh, for the crowd. Uh, he was cursing. He was making fun of the, 
the guy that was interviewing Suits, uh, Suit Selection, I guess it was, he was asking him which fight he was watching. But then there was a part where he was asking him, like, do you want a rematch with the guy? Because he was upset about the, the, the draw. And so <laughs> Bronner says, uh, he says, yeah, I want, I want to have another fight, but we got to do it in my hometown. There's a, hell, there's a hell of a lot of Mexicans in here, and they all eating chicken or <laughs> rice or something like that <laughs> that he said. And so I just thought it was a little funny story. I mean, like, I, he's, he's kind of a, a clown, I would say. But, I mean, he's an entertaining guy. And so, I, you know, I think some of this is trolling that he does and things like that. But uh, I don't know. Ish, what do you think? Who, who do you think really truly won the fight if you saw highlights or kind of heard anything about this? No, I watched the fight. I thought, I thought it was the fight was ruled a draw. I think one judge had uh, Broner winning um, and the other two judges scored it a draw. And I agree with that. I think a draw is a fair fight. Like you said, uh, Vargas won most of the early rounds. Broner came and won most of the late rounds. Um, but this is something for anybody who really keeps up with boxing, who is familiar with Adrian Broner, like this isn't new. I guess it's novel to people that really don't follow, but he's just always been, like you said, a clown. He just always says racist stuff, stupid stuff, just He's just ignorant. I don't like him personally. Like he's he's not on my favorite fighter list at all. Like he's just he's just aggravating to me yeah. because he does the stuff. It's not funny. He's been doing it so long. He's just so disrespectful. But you know it is what it is. It helps him sell tickets. You know he's making more money because he talks so much than he would because as a fighter, like I said, he's going up and wait. He's not that great of a fighter. I mean, he's not a bad fighter, but he's yeah. just kind of eh, run of the mill. I think he had a good performance on Saturday. But, you know, that interview, to me, you thought it was funny. To me, I was just like, oh, my gosh, please get him off of here. But, you know, I guess he gets people uh, buying tickets and gets people to turn on the TV. So, hey, whatever works for you. And I guess also I should – uh, before the fight, he had a like a Twitter beef with uh, Takashi Six Nine. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> who that's what that's the only reason why I knew who this dude was, and I didn't even pay attention to his yeah. name. Yeah, for our longtime listener or listeners, or there's probably like three of y'all. But uh, if there's like three longtime listeners, you know that we hey, the, the Brown delegation traded him away like, four episodes ago <laughs> for nothing. We, we we wanted nothing in return, but we traded Takashi Six Nine. So they had a, a beef online. Online, I didn't follow it too closely, but I heard about the bit. Supposedly and things like that. So, but three hundred thousand. He 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 wrote him a check. Uh, Broner wrote a check out to Takashi's government name and had it ready for him. And uh, then uh, uh, Takashi just threw supposedly three hundred thousand dollars on the floor because that's how he balling. And uh, yeah, so he also told him that he better not come to uh, whatever city he live in without checking in. And so Broner went there immediately after and went to his jeweler. <laughs> Takashi six nine jeweler spent a bunch of money and was like, "I spent more money at your jeweler than you did." <laughs> the the thing yeah. the thing about that is that was all just publicity stunt too, yeah, because six nine was supposed to walk out and do the uh, ring entrance oh. as Adrian Broner entered the ring. So he was supposed to rap and accompany uh, Adrian Broner into the ring wow. during the fight. But what happened is one of Takashi six nine's partners supposedly allegedly you know fired a gunshot in the barclays arena and so they ended up getting like ran up out of there uh so he he wasn't in the building like the security kicked him out takashi didn't shoot but they said one of his entourage uh shot a gun up in there so he could not walk adrian broner down but they did all this beefing online why would he you know doing youtube and 
Instagram or whatever, but he was supposed to accompany to him the ring. So that was just publicity See, stuff. And, and this leads right, me to so this, whole, like, this whole Twitter thing is like, like this Twitter life is not real life. Like all this t- Kanye and all this stuff, it's all this trolling. It's, it's just all trolling. You don't know what's like. None of this stuff is. It ain't all what you say. like. Yeah, this is all. Takashi okay. is like a, a legendary. I mean, if you follow any of him, like he's just a huge troll. And Bronner's arguably a troll too. It's just they, that, that's just their personality that they that they want to. Uh, take on so they just you know just uh, yeah it's so, goofy it's so now weird. now I'm upset now I'm upset because I feel like now I've been duped and <laughs> this this little this fake beef with this fake little Daddy. rapper is not even a real beef come on man all right so the black delegation now uh I would like to offer a trade of Takashi 69 and uh Adrian Broner <laughs> for Rachel Dolezal <laughs> if we can get this deal done, uh, it's on the table now. We'll do a three-way deal. Uh, I'm sure Paul uh, will get rid of Takashi for hold nothing. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so he's just going to give him to us. I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this is uh, this is alt right Paul and uh, Paul, regular Paul has stepped away, and uh, I'm here as alt right Paul to uh, to approve this trade. We will definitely trade your Rachel Zolzal. Bring on Adrian Bronner. Bring on, <laughs> bring on Takashi Six Nine. We're, we're happy to have them. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got you know a good a good uh, uh, boxer now, and yeah, we got we got some good rap albums going on. So yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. Rock on, good, guys. Good, rock on. I I want Rachel Dolezal back on the squad. She has uh, she has to me redeemed herself by doing black hair in her kitchen. I mean, she's really trying hard. You can't get no blacker than that. And uh, maybe we can use her. She might have those skills. Is there any question that Rachel Dolezal, if you said kill Whitey, she would kill. She would not be the first one to pick up a gun and kill Whitey. She would. I think <laughs> there's she no would. question. Yeah. yeah, she would. She's down for us, man. You need those type of people. Anything that'll get AB off the squad, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I, hey, I do want to shout out Kevin Cunningham, uh, who trained Broner for that fight. Cunningham was a longtime trainer of Devin Alexander, or is a Trainer Devin Alexander also trained Corey Spinks uh, back in the day. So yeah, I thought dude uh, was shout local. out to him. You said what? Yeah, I thought when I heard the name, I thought dude was local. I was like, I heard that name before Kevin Cunningham. Yeah, he's he's from here. I think he moved down to Florida now uh, recently. So that's where he's training out of. Uh, okay. But yeah, he's he's from here. He lived here up until really like uh, last year. I think is when he he dipped down to Florida. So uh, shout out to him, man. So it's a okay. cool brother. What up? All right, all right. So it's about that time, y'all. We had fun, I think. Uh, at least I did. So let's see, Ishmael, where can they find us? Yo, you can find the Black Delegates on Twitter. We are at Black Delegates. There is an underscore between Black and Delegates. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can follow him at the Black Ryan. And I've been talking about changing my Twitter for weeks and weeks and weeks, and so I have finally done it. I'm just merging. I, you talked about people coming out the closet earlier. Decided this is going to be my week to come out of the closet, and I'm just Pause. giving out my what? regular Twitter. <laughs> just, just my regular Where Twitter account. Where are we going account. with this? <laughs> no, we, not that closet. Not that closet, brother. We're talking I about he was the about Twitter to finally closet. Admit it. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Twitter closet, man. For, for a long time, I was pumping the at Ghetto Phenom, which I still have that, but I, I haven't even been active on that. So now I am at Ish Creates, at Ish Creates. Easy for you to remember. Go ahead, follow me there. That's my real Twitter account. Got the Black Delegates pod bumped, so uh, we're going we're gonna to get some push that way. 
Also, if you are on Facebook, then you can follow us at Facebook. We are at Black Delegates Pod. Ryan, where can people listen to the podcast? You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can plug in an RSS feed. Um, of course, we always appreciate your support, all those that are listening. Uh, I do want to throw a shout out to uh, to my uncle, OG3. What up, man? I know you listen to every podcast, so I had to at least just say your name on here. Because uh, that dude, uh, he talks about stuff that was said on the pod, and I be forgetting that it was I said it on the pod. So I appreciate that, man. It's always fun. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I do have, you know, I always got some Paul hate on oh, on man. deck. And <laughs> I will say this isn't even new hate. This is just really, old hate, recycled hate. But I will say that this individual and this person will remain nameless, they want you to know that oh, they're shit. not just a hater. Because they like, Paul always talk about he got haters, just random haters. <laughs> and this individual is like, I'm not just a hater. I just don't like his point of view. I don't think he is well thought in certain things that he says. They're and right. They're right. This person called you alt-right Paul before <laughs> Ryan did. So I think they will be very pleased now that you have been deemed alt-right Paul. So that's, that's all I got to say Man, about that. I'm getting killed every episode. I got I to gotta rethink my life here. <laughs> Thank you, hater. Whoever you were, thank you. You, you made me see my, the error of my ways. I'm sorry. All right. So, Phenom, do you have any uh, black podcast you want to shout out? If you don't, I got one. But um, I'll let you go ahead and take it then. Okay. So, I'm going to go with a pod that I listen to called Think and Grow Chick. Yep. Think and Grow Chick. I was looking up some finance podcasts along with the one I mentioned last week, and her podcast is dope. She's got good advice on financials and starting a business and how to maintain a business. So uh, definitely one you want to uh, uh, listen to. It's uh, it's pretty entertaining, although it's just her talking to a microphone, but I'll take it. So, All right. I will check shape. that out. Add that to the list because I'm always looking for some good new podcasts. Yep. So uh, all you guys say your spiel. We don't know them and all that. Because that's cool. Oh, yeah. We don't know them. We don't owe them. We just like to big up black podcasts and also black businesses. So sometimes we may just just shout out a black business instead of a podcast. But something we just want to give back. You see so many negative things about black people, about black businesses, about black people in certain situations. So we just want to give them some props and give them some uh, publicity free of charge. Just from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> All right, cool. Alt right, Poppy. Do you have any uh, alt right shout outs that you want to give? No alt right shouts, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, people, if you're listening to this episode, uh, I'm gonna come back strong and more militant than ever next next week. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not gonna let you down. I'm gonna redeem myself. If you thought I was alt right for the for the Starbucks comments, I'm apologizing right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my own like diversity day training for myself. I'm just gonna I'm gonna have Ish I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have Ish call me and yell at me with a microphone in my ear for a couple hours just, and, and just split. sneak in the Starbucks one, bro. Just sneak in the Starbucks. What date are they having that? Just slide in there. You look like you belong. It's not soon and enough before the next through. podcast. I'm gonna have to call you at Ish after this, and we're, we're gonna talk. You're gonna yell at me over the phone. I'm gonna get it straight. And next That's week nice. I'm gonna come back military. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the new Rachel, the male Rachel Dolezal. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be him. <laughs> I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have, <laughs> and then it's just gonna kick my ass even worse after that because I'm gonna have a dashiki <laughs> off in the next episode. And he's gonna beat my ass for real. 
right, that's what's up, man. You beating up that microphone over there. What's going on? Sorry, I'm getting excited. My bad. Getting excited. All right. right. So, with that all being said, looks like that is another episode for us. So, uh, as always, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you know somebody that listens to podcasts or may just want to listen to to four or three black dudes and a Puerto Rican. Uh, it is not a joke. Just have them listen to the podcast, and uh, they'll find out what's going on with it. So uh, I guess uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.